Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 31. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 33. And then going to see some uh, significant snow fall, maybe, throughout the area. 6 to 12 inches, they're calling for. And uh, Dan Brown will give you all the details on that coming up later on this Hour, I guess. I don't, I, I don't know. Next hour. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we've listen. I've been praying for twelve inches forever. Yeah, you, you I know, don't. I don't have expectations that it's going to arrive. Well, you want a four-wheel drive vehicle? You should head on over to Marcotte Ford. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah. You know what? That's right. They were sponsoring the podcast. Marcotte Ford. They got you back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Absolutely. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Uh, an open line Friday, maybe an earlier version, say like around seven o'clock or so. Yeah. Let's see if we can change up the audience a little bit. It's always the same people calling at eight o'clock. Let's see what the let's see what crawls out of the caves at seven. I like that idea. It's good to uh, kind of stir the pot a little bit from time to time. I don't really care for these four day weeks. It, it makes it seem longer, doesn't it? Doesn't this week? Didn't this week kind of drag out? Even though um, we've only been here for four days. Yeah, but that would have happened whether it's four or five, because I was coming off a of vacation. So you know, right. th- don't don't count on me. I'm just more concerned about whether yesterday was trash day or today was trash day. Well, every day is trash day here at Rock 102, and we'll do that coming up in a few minutes. Back to Nagel and Rock 102. Listen to Rock. It's 551 and 38 special with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. There's a snowstorm on the way this weekend, but today it's going to be sunny with a high of 31. Tomorrow, clouds, and then uh, afternoon starts with the uh, snow. Could see up to 6 to 12 inches throughout the Pioneer Valley. And it is uh, 19 right now in downtown Springfield. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Is it Hollyberry or Hallberry? Holly. Yeah. Why isn't it spelled H-O-L-L-Y? Good question. Yeah. Anyway, she posted a thirst trap where she's uh, posing as a rock formation. But her followers think there might be two piles of poo at her feet. Mm. Others suggest that it could be dried coral or seaweed. Um, it does look like dung, like she's sitting there on these rocks, and then right in front of her, two big piles of dung, like somebody's dog didn't clean up. I wouldn't want Halle Berry anywhere near that stuff. Well, she doesn't seem to care. She's just sitting there on the beach between these rocks, and uh, she's looking like she's enjoying every minute of it. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like being so close to poop of any kind, especially if it's not mine. Uh, Sandra Bullock fulfilled her partner Brian Randall's dying wish by spreading his ashes on the Snake River in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, in honor of what would have been his 58th birthday. Sandra's sister, Jazine Bullock Prado, uh, posted a video of the snowy landscape and said, quote, Happy birthday, Bri. Sandy uh, brought you to the river just as she promised. Brian passed away in August from ALS after a private three-year battle. He and Sandra met in 2015 when he was hired to take photos of her uh, adopted son, Lewis. They were together for about eight, eight years. ALS. Ugh. Terrible way to go. What a horrible, horrible fate for uh, for anybody who gets that. Uh, ben Affleck was spotted dur- uh, shooting what appears to be a Duncan ad where he's trying to balance a huge order but drops it at his front door. It could be a Super Bowl ad since the big game is just about a month away. Have they ever advertised on the uh, Super Bowl before? 
They did. He remember he was he was like the guy running the oh running yeah, the, yeah running the uh, the window the yeah chick- yeah okay. they took him out to like Bill Ricker or something and he was in a Duncan out there. That's right. Yeah, I forgot. Hmm. He's quite the actor. As long as uh, Matt Damon approves, sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a hilarious. That guy can't help but be hilarious. People in New England love Ben Affleck. We do. And we really Matt truly Damon. do. Uh, Shia LaBeouf was confirmed as a Catholic on Sunday and reportedly wants to become a deacon. So, all this time, that's what you wanted to become? He wants to become a deacon. I would have, uh, I would have went different with a different religion. Well, listen, uh, you know, some speak to you, some, uh, some don't. I mean, as a, as a Catholic, I suppose it's great to have someone join the club, but on the other hand, uh, Shia- Jumping right into being a deacon's a little bit uh, rambunctious. It's a little uh, yeah. You got to start small. Why yeah. don't you be the Eucharistic minister at least for a couple of Sundays before you jump into the deacon spot? Why don't you be one of those guys that hands out donuts to everybody after mass? Yes, that's a good way to start. You just don't jump into deaconship. That's uh, like uh, Peggy Perkins. That was the name of the lady at my church when I was growing up. Peggy Perkins. Yeah. Peggy Perkins had all the donuts out. She was a woman of God. Of course she was. And she was a woman of confectionery treats, which was delicious. Now, you know what a deacon is, right? That's uh, bacon with Dijonese on it, right? No. What? But you're close. A deacon is a son of a bishop. Oh, I see what you did. Oh, man. <laughs> Catholic joke. Thank I you. I don't know how the, I don't know how people stand listening to this show without barrel uh, falling over laughing. Listen, I bring it to the I bring it to the altar, Steve. Uh, Shia's sponsor was uh, Brother Alexander Rodriguez. Isn't that supposed to be anonymous? Uh, was A-Rod as a brother now? I didn't know that. That's how he... <laughs> I didn't think you were supposed to announce that in a press release about who your AA sponsor is. No, it's a sponsor to become a Catholic. Oh, I see. I can't, I can't imagine it's, the, it's, it's A-Rod that we all know. Could be. Yeah. Is he like you know pumping steroids in the back? Is he looking into those big long mirrors, kissing himself? Perhaps. Uh, he's a Capuchin Franciscan friar who appeared in Shia's recent movie Padre Pio. Oh, so he, you know what it is? He does this movie and then he feels like, oh, you know what? I should be Catholic. Well, the whole Padre Pio story is a fascinating story. Listen, pal, I've been Catholic for you know forty-five years. It ain't that what it's cracked up to be. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Pick a different religion. Yeah, but a Padre Pio, the Padre Pio story is, a, is an amazing story. Guy could be like at two places at once, had the stigmata on his hands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you see the, you know that uh, thing down in Brazil, the the giant Jesus statue that sits on top of the mountain, whatever yeah. that's called? It's it's called the giant Jesus statue that no, sits on top of the mountain. There's something, but they put a jersey on it for the, uh, the football, you know, the soccer uh, tr- team. Okay. They put a giant jersey on this thing back a couple of weeks ago to, you know, I'm like, would Jesus really approve of that? You think Jesus was? I don't think Jesus would have not enjoyed a good soccer game. Yeah, but I don't think he'd be up in the fans with the rest of the stands. I think he'd have his own box. I, You know, he, he lived a, a life of, uh, of <laughs> poverty. I'm not sure he could have afforded the luxury suite for all 12 apostles. Yeah, but that's one of those things where he gets invited to that. Like Pontius Pilate's like, all right, you can sit here for the first couple of games, but don't do anything that I'm not going to approve of. I don't know what's going on with that guy. Every time we're in his luxury suite, 
Pontius Pilate is washing his hands. Yeah, and he's always accusing me of doing stuff. I didn't do anything to you, dude. Then he asks the crowd what he th- what they think he should do. Like, take, make your own decision. Yeah. <laughs> Director Christopher Nolan found a critic in one of the most random people, his Peloton instructor. To refresh your memory, he's the guy behind The Dark Knight, Dunkirk, Interstellar, in- Inception, and most recently, Oppenheimer. So basically, Nolan was, quote, dying mid-cycle on his Peloton when his instructor started talking about one of his films, which has since been revealed to be Tenet. Right? He says, quote, the instructor said, did anyone see this? That's a couple hours of my life I'll never get back again. (laughs) That's actually pretty funny. Because you think about these Peloton instructors, they they try to come up with, like, different things to talk about while they're they're making you sweat and push it out. Can you imagine you're the guy that he's criticizing? Because you probably don't even think, like, oh, nobody famous is watching me do this. You know? (laughs) I'm trying to imagine that. On a local level for people like us. Well, I uh, I, I had one the other day where where, where this chick was like, oh, I'm, I'm pregnant now. And I go, I got a buddy for that one. <laughs> Kim Kardashian showed off ripped muscles in a new video on Instagram. Really? Yeah. Just had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I was this ripped when I was, was when I tongue-tagged Ray J's Russell the Love Muscle in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Who's this Russell fella? Oh, you'll find out. He's coming soon. Uh, Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once put the sticky picky in the vertical moisture slobbering. (laughs) Okay. The love mayonnaise was right down on the breasticles. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I found the panties sunny side up on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) You make egg egg, egg drop soup (laughs) out of that. That's almost too disgusting to think about. Well, that's what we do here, and that's your Hollywood trash at Rock 102. Serves the best. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people. Rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know about you, but as a longtime employee, the last thing that I would want to hear from my boss is, we need to talk. Accepting that sort of grimly suspect invitation is always fraught with potential danger. Why do we need to talk? What did I do this time? Do I have time to get a coffee? These are the questions that would be racing through my head if I were summoned to the boss's office because we allegedly needed to talk about something. And I'm pretty sure that something is not a very good something at all. On Monday, Bill Belichick is scheduled to meet with Patriots owner Robert Kraft to allegedly talk about what just happened and why they might stink. What these two are going to talk about is purely speculation. But my guess is that Mr. Kraft will have a lot of questions and Bill Belichick will dodge a lot of the answers. In the same way, he's only focused on the Jets this week. I'm sure by Monday, he'll only be focused on getting out of Mr. Kraft's office alive. Nevertheless, lots of speculation out there claiming that a decision on Belichick's future has already been made. Others are saying that it hasn't. Some might even tell you they're not even going to discuss what happened during the regular season, and maybe some are telling you that they're just going to get together and binge-watch a couple of romantic comedies together. The point I'm trying to make is this. For the next couple of days, the media is going to be transfixed on the outcome of this alleged meeting. You're going to have people claim to have the inside scoop attempt to tell you stuff without having access to any inside scooping. 
You're going to have reporters, analysts, sports bloggers, TV hosts all tell you what they think might happen. The truth is, nobody knows what's going to happen because chances are nobody who is scheduled to participate in that meeting is going to tell you what they're going to talk about. Because right now, they're only focused on the Jets and not focused on giving some guy from ESPN a chance at an exclusive. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, some people wait until the very first big storm, like Sunday, to get uh, a bag of ice melt or a new snow shovel. Some people go to Rocky's ahead of the storm, and they're ready. What kind of person are you going to be? Winter Storm headquarters before and after the storm is your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 in Ozzy with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 32. Now, tomorrow, uh, that's where things get a little wonky. We're not really sure how many inches we're going to get. They're saying 6 to 12, but uh, who's to say? See, now, I'm, this is this is the whole problem with the weather. Yeah. The, uh, the forecast that I uh, just did, I got from the Weather Channel. Yeah. They're saying 1 to 3 on Sunday. Okay. I don't know if that means you get more Sunday night into Monday. I don't know. Well, would you trust the Weather Channel or would you trust the 22 News Storm Team? Tough call. Because that's what I got in the yeah. weather alert. Yeah, that's a, it's a real tough one to figure out. But either way, uh, it's 19 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. I remember uh, years ago, um, you know, being married and... Uh, you know, obviously sharing a bed with right. somebody else, with my wife, and um, I, she told, she would always tell me I would snore like a lot, like a lot, yeah, really bad. And so back, I don't know, it's like 2011 or 2012. I remember having this app on my phone that you could record yourself if the decibels got above a certain amount, it would start recording you. Okay. So I did, and uh, I had to profusely apologize to my wife after listening to that because it was like a buzzsaw. It was so bad. It was yeah. like, oh, oh, honking away. See, yeah. I, I'm used to be the same thing. Right. In fact, when I was in college, um, I had a roommate. You know, we had bunk beds yeah. in college, and my roommate had the top bunk, and uh, I would snore down below. Yeah. And every time my snoring got uh, too loud, he would take a hammer and whack the metal frame of the uh, of the bunk bed to wake me up oh. to stop snoring. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure, like anybody who I've ever shared a room with, college roommate or whatever, I'm sure they probably didn't say anything because it's it's not like something you can control. You can't really control if you're if you're no. a snorer, you can't really control that. You're you're sleeping. You don't know what's going on. You don't you don't know you've been snoring. No, I mean, unless like you wake up in the next morning, and your your throat hurts. But right. So then, and that's what would happen to me. I would wake up. I would feel so tired, like I hadn't slept, even though I was in bed for seven hours or so. I mm-hmm. felt like I wasn't getting enough sleep, and and then that's when. I decided, all right, let's go get one of these sleep study things. And then I went down to Bay State, and they did the whole thing, and they hooked all the wires up to you. And they're like, oh, by the way, fat boy, you got uh, sleep apnea. Or fatnea is what you got. (laughs) And basically what had been determined was there was so much, like, excess weight on my throat that when I would try to sleep at night, the fat would kind of close the airway. 
Yeah. And I would be gasping for air. And you know how dangerous that is? Because your your body, you, your heart stops sometimes. Like you can, you're lit, you're literally, your hearts can right. stop. Well, I mean, I got sleep apnea too. Mm-hmm. I've been using the, the CPAP for 20 years. Right. And I love it. But, but you're absolutely right. Your heart has to generate more energy. Right. When it can't get enough oxygen. Right. To keep you alive. And so that's why, you know, many people have sleep apnea are in danger of heart attacks, strokes, yeah. and, uh, you know, other ailments like that. Because if the heart's not getting the oxygen it needs, it's got to work three times as hard right. to make sure that you're, you're, the rest of your body's still being pumped with blood. Right. Yeah. So now I'm like, uh, you know, at this point, I'm like, oh, well, I want to make sure I get enough sleep. So I, I go to bed fairly early. Like, I'm in bed by 7 o'clock most nights. Uh, last night I was I was thinking about going to that comedy show, but I'm like I gotta get some sleep. I don't feel right, you know. I've, I've been feeling kind of sick the last couple of days, but now I'm feeling a lot better this morning. Right. But I downloaded this app. It was another similar app to what I had used years ago about recording you when you're sleeping, and I have listened. I did this free trial on this thing, and for three nights in a row. There's n- very little snoring at all. Now, I, when I started doing this whole Peloton thing and all that stuff last year, right? I was still using the CPAP up until about September. And then there was one night where I didn't have, uh, oh, I, did, I hadn't gotten new supplies yet. So I'm like, all right, well, whatever. I'll just ride it out and, and, and just sleep. Sure. Well, I slept and I'm like, I don't really feel any different than when I did when I had the CPAP machine. So what what it, what came to be was all that fat that was around my neck yeah. and, and losing 71 pounds over the course of a year and a half really helped me not have that condition anymore. And I feel great most days. When I wake up in the morning, I feel great because you're you're getting blood flow to yourself every right. day. Well, not every day, but I'm, I, I usually do that. But are, are you, but are you snoring? No, a very, very little. Really? And, and listening back to these clips, it's like, you See, know, they, very little. Remember a long time ago when I lost a substantial amount of weight? Yeah. All right. Well, the you know, my sleep apnea, I think, is bad enough that it didn't really... But the weight loss didn't affect anything. I but, still had it. And not everybody is the yeah. same. I'm not, I'm I, not, think I'm not. I think there's some physiological uh, malfunction in my system. Well, and that's what the doctor had explained to me years ago was like, listen, he says, you tend, seem to have this collapsing throat thing because of the weight that's on your throat. It's it's clogging up your, uh, your windpipe. Yeah. Which is different than all the other things oh, that clog up that windpipe but uh, yeah that's me. what i'm talking about <laughs> uh but but yeah you're right some people have like uh what do they call that a septum or something like a like deviated, deviated septum, septum. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things that uh, can contribute to it there's all kinds of things but this particularly in my case was i was too big i was just too big of a guy yeah. and i don't think i realized how big i was I don't think when you, you look were, at pictures, you've you've posted a couple of side by side pictures, or I've seen a couple of side by side pictures. You you've lost it. I mean, seventy one pounds is a massive a, amount of weight. It's a significant amount of weight, and I'm still like losing. I still have a goal to get down like another thirty pounds. Yeah. Before I mean, if I if I hit you with a seventy pound bag of something, mm-hmm. I'd kill you. Yeah. Because I'm probably. very powerful, and I really do swing. I like to step into the swing. 
You couldn't lift 70 pounds if your life depended on it. I can lift, I can lift 70 pounds. You can? Yes. All right. Let's yeah. find something around here that's 70 pounds. Well, I'm not today. I'm busy working right now. All right. Uh, let's see if you can handle one of those uh, the water cooler things upstairs. Those are 50 pounds. Listen, I, uh, I was uh, uh, juggling 40-pound bags of, yeah. uh, of pellets the other day, three at a time. Really? Oh, yeah. Was Behind wife, my back. Was your wife helping you the whole time? Well, I'd have to explain that part, but sure, yeah. yeah. She had the other end of the bag so you could lift it off the pallet. Well, I actually yeah. said, oh, these two base bags yeah. are too heavy. Honey, why don't you grab I them? I get you. Uh, but uh, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, that's that's the benefit of being healthier and, and taking care of yourself versus... Because it's really easy to be depressed, and it's really easy to not take care of yourself. See, and here's the thing about about people who have sleep apnea. Yeah, sometimes it's about weight, but there's a lot of people that have a number of conditions that can't be explained in any other way mm-hmm. than you are not getting good quality sleep. Yeah, you're not breathing, you know, correctly. You're not being oxygenated, or whatever it may be. And there's a lot of people that don't even realize that's a possibility. Until they get that sleep study, and what they learn is, in fact, they are having episodes of, of sleep apnea. And sleep apnea has been attributed to all kinds of issues, cognitive issues, you know, uh, heart issues, lung issues, you name it. I mean, the, the body requires a certain amount of sleep and a certain amount of, of quality sleep. I've gone only two nights in the last 20 years yeah. without, uh, without the CPAP. And I felt like absolute garbage the next day yeah. because of just what we're talking about. You know, my body felt like it had run a marathon yeah, and, I, you, and I had no restorative sleep at all. Because you're depriving your brain of oxygen. Right. Much needed oxygen to, to, that keeps you moving all they're, the time. They're finding, you know, uh, they're, they're finding parallels between sleep apnea and cognition and mood and yep. depression and, you know, you name it. Even... Uh, uh, you know, even inflammation. I mean, you you could have uh, you know parts of your body inflamed oh, simply because you haven't gotten the right amount of sleep and the and the and the correct amount of and, and the correct kind of sleep. You know, we could probably do a whole show on this because uh, w- when the Christmas season came around, now I haven't eaten. I don't eat like I used to eat. I used to eat a lot of sweets. I used to eat a lot of you know uh, sugary drinks, things Mm -hmm. like that. And now I don't do that anymore. But then the holidays came around, and you know, for two weeks straight, I'm eating nothing but sugar and and cakes. And you know, everybody brings stuff in here. We get clients dropping cookies off and things (laughs) like that. And then my joints started hurting again. Yeah. And that's from the inflammation from the sugar. And people don't get that. Like, that's a real thing. Like, if you're sluggish and all that stuff, it's because of all that sugar that you're putting into your body. And you can't, it's hard to escape because sugar is in almost everything that we consume. Yeah, any any processed food is going to have a sugar in it. Right, right. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm just trying to help people who want to, you know, do this. This didn't happen overnight. It was, wasn't like a crash diet that I went on. It took a long time for me to like get going with it. It probably yeah. took me at least eight weeks starting that 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 Peloton thing to start realizing, hey, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this kind of food. I because your body doesn't crave it anymore when you're actually taking care of it. Yeah, so, uh, but and, and you're absolutely right. The 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 less you eat, and the more used to yeah. smaller portions. 
you know your body doesn't really require much more yeah and that, you know that's why uh you know there's there's so much controversy about some of these weight loss drugs that are out there yeah yeah you know, some people say well it's you know just a, that's a lazy way out um no it's it's I, not I, at all. Listen, it's not at all there's no i don't think there's any universal formula for anyone I'm just sharing my experience and how sure. this has worked for me. I prefer not to go the drugs route. Like that's my just personal uh, thing. I, I don't believe in that. I don't. Be, I believe that you can better yourself, and uh, but it takes a while. So anybody who's starting this off for like the new year, you know, and and then people, there's a lot of people who fail after a week sure. or two because it's like, oh my god, I can't do this. Slow, slow, small little amounts. It'll eventually get you to a point where you can sustain yourself and not. You That's know. absolutely true. But yeah, but but if you but for those people that have a hard time even with portion control and exercise, and there's a, a large amount of the population that they've tried everything and it's still yeah you know, they still can't get a hold of it. If you combined that with one of those drugs, whether it you know be Manjaro or uh, yeah. Ozempic or whatever it is. You know the benefit of that of that medication. On top of that, is what really kind of sets apart. Yeah. You know those who are doing it purely out of out of uh, out of vanity, and those who are really doing it out of a medical need. And it yeah, it's and they're finding that that stuff also works for uh, you know other forms of inflammation and in other conditions. And for whatever reason, it's still controversial. Can you imagine we just had a fourteen minute conversation about health? I know. And not one fart joke. Thank you. Yeah, I feel so much you better. Go. You're welcome. 624 on Rock 102. Uh, just about 627 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 32. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 33. It is 19 right now in downtown Springfield. Going to see a significant snowfall over uh, the course of Saturday afternoon into Sunday. Uh, one guy says 6 to 12. The other guy says 1 to 3. Uh, we'll see who's got the bigger Doppler, if you know what I'm talking yeah, I'm gonna, about. Yeah, you know yeah. what? The guy who's got the bigger Doppler is, uh, ex- you know, he's telling everybody all these inflated numbers. I believe the guy who's got 1 to 3 because I think that's the kind of honest assessment that you can get. How if Jenna I- Brown tells me it's 1 to 3, I'm going to believe her as opposed to, yeah. you know, Dan Brown. 13 thick inches. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to yeah. believe that. 13 long, hard inches <laughs> coming straight out of Oh, Wampy it's a whiteout out there. Oh, yeah. There you go. Hey, you want to laugh? Sure. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I have usually. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Hey, what were Jeffrey Epstein's last words? I don't know. What were Jeffrey Epstein's last words? But I don't want to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't really yeah, a to really Backs and Nick. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thank you, Bax. You're uh, welcome, Steve. While there hasn't been much snow this winter that will likely change this weekend, a winter storm watch has been entered for in, uh, issued. For Saturday afternoon through late Sunday night for heavy snow up to 12 inches in Portions of Massachusetts. Wind gusts could reach 40 miles per hour, which could lead to power outages. See, that's the thing. It's not so much the snow. It's about what's blowing the snow around. The 40-mile-an-hour wind gusts. Right. That's the thing that you don't want to uh, get caught up in or have no power at your house. Yeah, I don't want that. Something like that. 
Uh, January is starting uh, very winter-like with colder temperatures and the very first chance of plowable snow this weekend. The time frame of the snow is continuing to look like Saturday night into Sunday. There will be a storm along the East Coast, but some uh, still have uncertainty about the exact amount of snow. This could be one of those things where we don't get anything and it goes right off the coast into... uh, Well, we've seen uh, over the years, uh, and it's been a number of years actually, where other areas of the state... You know, they'll get hit, but there's like this strip that, uh, I don't know, that's like comes like right up the, uh, the valley and uh, or what, that we get spared. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, uh, you know, that pattern continues because I really have no interest in, in any kind of snowfall whatsoever. I don't usually get spared. We usually get hit, yeah. hit pretty good up there. I mean, I, I prefer to have absolutely no snow, which is strange because I don't know if you know this, but... Uh, I come from the land of the ice and snow with the midnight sun and the hot springs flow. You know, my uh, my kid went skiing for the first time the other day. Ugh. Yeah. And now she's into it. Yeah. Like, oh, why did you have to get into a winter sport? Like <sighs> you know, my kids were into it for a while, yeah. too. And uh, they had, like, a ski club at school. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, they loved it. They loved going down the slopes. And, uh, and why not? Yeah. Yeah, great fun. But... My one and only experience skiing was a total unmitigated disaster. Yeah, and uh, I never felt compelled to do it again. And I and I did it in high school. So you're talking about you know forty plus years since the last time I uh, I got on skis. I, I, I'm I'm the kind of guy that really needs to be in in the uh, in the lodge. Yeah, I uh, I just look at it as uh, one of these things, one of those things. That just costs a ton of money because my kid's like, yeah, I need new snow pants and, you know, a new coat and all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, great. I can hear the sound of the ski slopes now. Yeah, that's exactly what they sound like. <laughs> you know, look at we had we had some people let us borrow like a coat and all that stuff because it's a different winter co- winter weather. Mm-hmm. We haven't had much of it. So, like, the kids have grown out of a lot of the stuff that they used to have, the snow pants and whatnot. But then when you're told at the last minute, yeah, by the way, uh, you need all this stuff. Yeah, the, the, the kids in the ski club uh, uh, must wear ski pants. Well, how much is that going to cost you? Uh, oh, I don't know, uh, $45? And then another That's jacket. on the cheap end. Yeah, and then the jacket for another 50 and Again, then, you're going cheap. And then uh, some gloves for about seventeen ninety nine. It all adds up in the end. But what about the rental of the equipment, Steve? Actually, you know what? They're, they're going for free. It's free. I think a lot of these schools have gotten grants and all that stuff to, to help stimulate getting kids involved with stuff. So there's this after-school program where they have now where right. it's, you know, they have different... Uh, life skill classes sure. and things like that. And then they have this thing where you, where they get free. It's free for everybody. See, again, the, for me, the best kind of outdoor activity in the wintertime mm-hmm. is me uh, sitting in a, in a ski lodge next to the fire with a big uh, you know woolly sweater and a scarf. Yeah. Pretending that I'm in between runs on the slopes. Listen. When, man. in fact, I never even get outside. If I have to bring Eat up drinking hot toddies for hours, yeah. If I have to drink up my uh, or uh, bring up my drinking issues again, if I will, because I will, 
I've told you this before. Oh, yeah, Years the, ago. The, the ski trip. Yeah, this is the ski trip up to Rock, the Rock 102 ski trip to Okemo, I think it was. <laughs> which was like, what, two hours away from here? Is that? Yeah. And uh, I was forced to go on this trip. I'm like, I don't even ski. Why am I going? Well, we need, oh, well, we need somebody to go along with you as uh, so a listener uh, on the trip. So I said, okay. So I show up at 5 o'clock in the morning to, uh, I think we left from Max Cap in Chicopee. Okay. Get on the bus, drive all the way up to Okemo. And then uh, that other guy that was our promotion before Aaron came along, uh, that, that oh, guy, yeah. Rob. Yep. He was uh, he was kind of like my, my handler, <laughs> I guess, for the day. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I'm sitting in this lodge for like, I don't know, an hour and a half. You know, we get there probably at like 9. So then it's like 10.30 and I'm like, I'm kind of hungry. And then uh, I'm asking these people around the lodge. I'm like, "Where's a good place to go eat?" And they goes, "Oh, we have a cafeteria right here. Or you could go down to the that lodge opens at eleven o'clock. The the bar down at the bottom of the hill." And I'm like, "Well, let me get myself <laughs> down there." So I did, and I I had like it was really good food. They had like these uh, open faced like chicken sandwiches. Okay, it was like, like I had like a buffalo chicken. It was pretty good. Sure, it was really good. Uh, I also uh, had a couple of beers, and uh, mm-hmm. I also had maybe a Jaeger bomb or two. Sure. Uh huh. Well, you were gonna be there for hours. Yeah, and as I'm sitting there uh, uh, having myself a good old time, all the listeners start coming down from the mountain, like it's getting towards the end of the day. There's only so much skiing you can do. I suppose. Then it's time to get plowed, <laughs> and then I could proceed to drink like many many Jaeger bombs yeah because they're all want they're all wanting to buy you Jaeger bombs yeah and then we have to uh we have to get back on the bus yeah and then the bus gets stuck on the ice to which I say I need four volunteers to come help me push this bus out of the ice <laughs> so we had four other drunks coming with me and yeah. uh, we go and we try to push the bus and we're trying for like 15 minutes and finally the ski resort has this like thing to pull people out of the ice cuz they know that happens all the time. I'm like, look at all that all that work we put into that. Yeah. Now you need another yeah. drink. And then, yeah, well, I'm working no, so hard. No, and then I passed out on the bus and apparently this was when I did when I had sleep apnea. I was snoring so loud. <laughs> Yes. Oh, chemical dependency. What a good oh, time. so good. You can have a good time at any ski lodge with a <laughs> chemical dependency problem. Uh, two Springfield men were arrested early Thursday morning after a shooting on Dickinson Street where one person was injured. According to Ryan Walsh, officers were called to Dickinson Street for a shot spotter activation around 1.50 a.m. on Thursday. Evidence of a shooting was found in a short time after a gunshot victim walked into Bay State Medical Center. I don't know about you, Chief, but I think these two things might be, you know, connected. Is they uh, whereabouts on Dickinson Street? No. Because you know, I, I used to live on Dickinson. I lived yeah. on the, uh, <laughs> the lo- I used to call it the Long Meadow Extension end of Dickinson, as opposed to yeah, you know, well, yeah that part of Dickinson. I'm always uh, curious as to which one it's going to be. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't have an, an address or anything. Mm. But the Real Time Analysis Center, or RTAC, reviewed city cameras of the area and found a vehicle of interest. Officers found the suspected vehicle nearly an hour after the shooting and attempted to conduct a traffic stop, but the driver attempted to get away. However, the vehicle eventually crashed on Long Hill Street. Police arrested the driver, 24 year old Antonio Vega of Springfield, and the passenger, 24 year old Julio Nunez Jimenez of Springfield. A spent shell casing was found in Vega's pocket, and another was found inside the car. Crack cocaine and two illegal firearms were also seized. 
And one was identified as a ghost gun, able to hold 14 rounds of ammunition. The gunshot victim is expected to be okay. Vega has been charged with a slew of charges, and he's currently... He was currently out on bail from Northampton for assault with a dangerous weapon huh. and has previous convictions for heroin trafficking and firearms. Well, they'd never catch you a second time. No. Well, I mean, when they let you go. <laughs> a mugshot of I mean, Vega. Isn't, isn't that carte blanche to do whatever crime you can uh, get your hands around? I, I don't understand. Like, where is the... I get that you can't hold somebody for longer than whatever, but isn't there like a triage system like when we go like to the ER? Like if you have a sore throat, right. you're not going to get seen before the guy with the bleeding arm that just walked in. Like he's going to get seen first. Same thing with the court system. The guy who's got all these convictions on it, don't you think you wouldn't let him go but let the other guy go who just like a well, shoplifting charge or something like Steve, that? Steve, as you know. We live under a, a set of rules that dictates that a man is innocent until proven guilty. How do we know that without conviction, uh, he was guilty of any of the things that uh, that he is currently on bail for? Uh, true, I guess, but I think if you have... Um, I mean, you know, all we have now are alleged crimes, right? Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Now you got your answer. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know if I have my answer or not. I don't think we'll ever get the answer. He sounds innocent to me. Does he? Well, if you ignore all that evidence against him, sure. Um, I'm trying to see. I all that good. evidence that directly ties him to this particular case and many more. Uh, a swastika was drawn onto a classroom whiteboard at Longmeadow High School and discovered after students returned from winter break, prompting law enforcement to open an investigation with school administration. In a letter to the school committee on January 3rd, Superintendent Marty O'Shea described the swastika as small and faintly drawn and said it was a disturbing and disheartening event. Uh, certainly racist, discriminatory speech of any kind is not consistent with the policies of Longmeadow Public Schools and is not aligned with our commitment to being a learning community that embraces and affirms all student identities and cultures. Uh, LPS uh, denounces any acts of hate, racism, or discrimination in any form. O'Shea also reshared a statement that had been previously sent on December 27th, which included resources for school community members to, quote, foster a culture of respect and unity. The statement also said recent global and national events remind us to stress the importance of protecting students from discrimination based on shared ancestry or ethnic characteristics. I would imagine a place like Longmeadow High School has enough cameras in there to say, let's narrow this down to mm -hmm. whoever was in that classroom, especially if they just were on break. You know. Yeah. I mean, this sounds like uh, the act of some stupid kid, which, you know, could very well be. And I'm sure, like you say, every inch of that school is covered with cameras. It's the Taj Mahal of high schools. And I'm not I'm not saying it's right at all. No, but, of but course it, not. But it is. It is a kid. It's some idiot kid who said, eh, this would be funny if I drew a swastika on the board. You know, what? I, I just saw this. and we, we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but uh, I've never seen this before. I thought it was really interesting to see. I, I was watching TV over the weekend. And I saw a commercial uh, for what? Uh, and, whoa, what? you're watching TV with commercials? Why don't you just go back to the Stone Age? Man? Well, I, I don't know if it was. Uh, I was watching Hulu at the time. Oh, okay. I, you know, I, I can't I have a choice. Uh, but I was watching uh, some level of TV, yeah. and there was a commercial on uh, that was uh, uh, like an anti uh, that had anti-Semitism message, and you know to talk about how anti-Semitism is wrong and. 
and uh, and everything. And it was like, I've never seen something like that. And I was like, I mean, I was in full support of the message. I mean, you know, no one should yeah. be hating anyone regardless of, you know, what your background may or may not be. But it's like, wow, I, I have that real. I was surprised to see it, but encouraged to see it because I, I think I, it's a good message. But I just I never I've never seen anything like that. Can't, um, I, I think that's just the way of the world, though. I think that's just, you know, how things have changed. How was the last time you watched TV with commercials in it? Well, again, I don't have the uh, the premium Hulu uh, you know, subscription. I have the one where they drop in commercials every now and then. Are you telling me uh, the guy who is the co-host of the number one morning show in Springfield cannot afford the fourteen ninety nine for full Hulu without ads? Steve, uh, you're going to ha- have a hard time maybe uh, taking your big construction yeah. uh, meat claws around this concept, but uh, bear with me. It's not a matter of whether I can afford it. It really is more of a matter of do I choose to afford it? And to be honest, uh, I choose to save a little bit of money from time to time. See, I have enough friends where I just piggyback off everybody else. Oh, I do and that. I pay for one. Oh, yeah. No, no. I yeah. do that with like uh, with uh, with Disney and uh, Apple Plus and there's a couple others. But, you know, as far as the ones that I'm paying for, you yeah. know, Netflix and, and Hulu, uh, you know, Hulu, I'm just not uh, quite ready to dive into the premium service. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. See, well, doesn't make me cheap. I mean, I'm not a tightwad about things. I mean, you know, I'll I'll leave a big fat tip at a. I sometimes I'll leave up to six percent. Uh, yeah. and, and you know, so you seven know, on a good day. But you really got to yeah, work for right. it, right? Um. So yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm I'm willing to spend, but you know, but not for everything. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. It's gonna. We're be done. S- we're done. We're done. That's it. Show's over. Fair enough. How can we go on any longer? (laughs) Maybe we'll do Hollywood trash again. I don't know. It's going to be sunny with a high of 32 tomorrow. uh, Clouds in the morning and then uh, snow starting in the afternoon. Could see anywhere from 1 to 346 inches, depending on who you're listening to throughout the Pioneer Valley, and a high of 33. It is, uh, I don't know. I don't have the temperature in front of me. Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock. It's 651 in ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 32. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 33. But then uh, snow starting late Saturday night into Sunday for a total of 1 to 567 inches, depending on who you're listening to. I'm going to go with a lower number. All right, 1. 1 would be fine. I could, I could manage one less than 1, but even better. All right. Well, there you go. Like a quarter of an inch. I would love that. Ni- 19 in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, you know, when uh, we talk about the podcast here on the, the Max and Nagel show, uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I missed your podcast. No, dude, those podcasts uh, go on forever. You you, uh, you can listen to it whenever you damn well feel like it. And they're brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. Uh, my guest next week, I'm really excited about this. Angela Moore from the band Fishbone uh, comes back to the podcast. I've talked to him uh, before. This is a guy who has uh, collaborated with everybody from uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers to Glenn Stefani to Rick James, George Clinton, Jane's Addiction, and many, many more. Uh, Fishbone, maybe one of the best live bands I've ever, ever seen. And uh, we talk in this interview at the uh, the Punk Rock Museum in Las Vegas. It's a great interview. You'll be able to hear it starting on uh, Monday at midnight on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and 
and a rock102.com. And by the way, follow for all the socials uh, for regular updates, Facebook, Instagram, and TikToks. All right. Facebook. TikTok videos have been out. The TikToks. The TikToks are out. I saw your TikTok uh, yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Or your first one of the year. First one of the year, yeah. and I'm also adding uh, a lot of uh, a lot of graphics and special effects. Ooh, I like the graphics and special effects. Yeah, look no, at I, you uh, learning how to use technology that's been out for 15 years, and you know we're just gr- grasping it now. Oh, I'm like the Tarantino of uh, TikToks. Yeah, I don't know if you. Yeah, what, what are you uh, going to be uh, holding somebody down with a? No, I'm going to string you along for two and a half hours and only give you like so, some sort of closure in the last five seconds. And yeah, just kill everybody at the end. Yeah, a lot of violence. Yeah, lots lot of violence. Of violence. Uh, I got some fun facts for a Friday for you. We finally know why urine is yellow. <laughs> What's your best urine story? A study at the University of Maryland found it gets its color from a specific enzyme created in our gut when all the red blood cells get broken down. Okay, fine. I don't want to really right, care good. about that one. What about this one? Uh, Color-corrected photos of Neptune showed its its true color for the first time this week. Experts thought it was more deep uh, shade of blue, but it's lighter than they thought. And they say it's just a tad less pale than Uranus. And that's not a joke. That's actually that's, that's actually that, that, part that's of the science. That's a scientific fact. I Is s- your tad less pale than Uranus, Bax? You know, uh, Steve, it's interesting you bring this up. I, I saw this story as well, and, uh, you know, I have to tell you, uh, you really got to uh, be in the right position to discover the right hue of Uranus. Well, you have to study it at Zoo Planet. Have you ever studied Uranus so much that you can tell the pale shade? Well, I, again, I've never been in the proper position to get a good eyeful of Uranus. But coming up, Prokoharum in a whiter shade of pale. <laughs> We're not playing that. No. And then, let's see, in other space news, the company Astrobotic is gearing up to launch its moon lander on Monday. And if you fill out a form on NASA's website, they'll put your name on the new moon rover they're sending up later this year. Oh, great. I wonder if Barry McOchner would love to be on that spaceship. (laughs) Or that guy Haywood. Yeah. The one we talked about there. Haywood J. Or or Licks Lots of Box. Right. Yeah. We could do a space report. I can. Uh, in animal news, a study found well, right, my friend Richard Hertz, you know, from Holden. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy Richard. I know him. I believe he's from Yarmouth, isn't he? Yes. He, yeah. He, uh, he used to own the Camelot Inn. Spent a weekend in Dennis once. Uh, in animal news, a study found that humans can tell if a chicken is excited or upset based on the sound of its clucks. So if excited, it goes, and if it's upset, it says, he called me a lady. <laughs> And then you get a job on the school committee in East Hampton, right? And in Cougar News, yes. a study found that older women who date younger men are happier and have better sex lives than women who date guys their own age. From the no-duh. <laughs> guys your own age are too tired. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, you get to a certain point where, uh, you know, the, the chicks can keep going. The guys, uh, you're only good for one round. Yeah. And then maybe two. You need the weekend to reload. Yeah, they're dating toy boys that are happy and more sexually satisfied uh, than women who are in relationships with men their age. A surprising new study has found. Psychology professors from London Metro University recruited 24 women for their research. Pub- hey, you know what? Go down to Mingles and rab- ra- round up about 24 of them broads. 
Get some leashes, put them on some, put them in the cages in the back of the van, and bring them over here to the lab. Many yeah. of them have already been involved right. in scientific experiments. <laughs> yeah, remember that lab I was telling you about that I had at my house yesterday? Yeah, right. Uh, psychology professors, uh, the study said the study found that the Cougars scored higher in three different surveyed categories, seeming to rebuke the stereotype that age gap relationships are emotionally vapid and fueled only by physical desires. The study questions the preconceived notion that women in relationships with younger men are any less fulfilling or successful than those in similar relationships, the lead researcher Samantha Banbury declared in a academic article, noting that the research examining age gaps relationships is sparse, particularly on women who date younger men. Uh, 17 of the women who recruited for the project were cougars, meaning they were dating men between 7 and 10 years younger than themselves. Wow. The remaining seven women in relationships uh, were uh, men with approximately their own age. The surveyed cougars had a mean age of 45, while the other group oh, had Oh, that mean, is the meanest age. Yeah, mean age of... Uh, so I'm going for the Pumas. <laughs> and you're 65 not, or older. And you're not yeah. talking about the shoes. No, 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 no. Each of the uh, women was subsequently surveyed about their levels of emotional intelligence, sexual uh, effic- efficacy, and subjective happiness. Wow, that's interesting stuff. Yeah, sexual self... Efficacy pertains to both sexual confidence and satisfaction, while emotional intelligence is described as the ability to perceive and express emotions. That's like, I think it was uh, Elaine Boozler. Remember her, the comedian? Do, yeah. She had a great bit years ago about dating younger men, and she's like, all they want is boobs and a candy bar. Like, just give it to them, <laughs> and they'll take it. You know, that's that's really she's all She's not wrong. Need. She's not wrong. No. I love candy, and I love boobs. That's what I'm saying. It's it's simple as that. It's 658 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, there's an adage that if you want to dance, you got to pay the fiddler. You reap what you sow. You made your bed, now lie in it. These are all great life lessons about taking responsibility for one's own actions, regardless of how disgusting and disturbing your actions might be. Why, even the most uh, filthy members of our society could benefit from occasionally accepting some personal accountability from time to time. However, there are some people who, while feeling bad about their past behavior, still hold on to the rare chance of redemption and getting a second chance to prove themselves. For example... Look at former Cy Young Award winner Trevor Bauer. At one point, Trevor Bauer was a big, young, right-handed pitcher for Arizona, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and the Dodgers. Today, he's an accused sex offender who looks uh, looking to make a comeback. Now, you might recall that back in June of 2021, Trevor Bauer was placed on a 324-game suspension after he was accused of sexually assaulting a San Diego woman. Following that news, two other women accused Bauer of similar offenses. Last January, the Dodgers chose to release him despite settling that initial case out of court. Yesterday, Trevor Bauer told Fox News that he was reckless and made a lot of mistakes along the way, but despite that, he's hoping to get another chance at pitching at the major league level because in his opinion, quote, I'm still one of the best pitchers in the world. Well, that might be true, but as a general rule, Major League Baseball teams get a little bit hesitant when it comes to handing out contracts with potential sex offenders. For example, the 
Red Sox could use some proven talent in their starting rotation. However, I don't see anybody tripping all over themselves to sign him. Why? After all, he hasn't been technically convicted of anything. Well, I'll tell you why. Because innocent people don't usually have to settle out of court. And while the book on that case may be closed, I'm pretty sure that just about everybody else is pretty sure that you're still a mouth-breathing pervert. And if I'm the owner of a professional baseball team, I'm pretty sure I can find other people to play for me, such as people who are not accused sex offenders, because those are the sort of players that I prefer. But hey, it's a my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, some people wait until after the first big storm to get ready for the snow. Like maybe you got a bag of ice melt or a new snow shovel. And some people prepare well ahead of time. What kind of person you going to be? Doesn't matter. Just as long as you understand that the winter storm headquarters before and after the storm is at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Queen Haiku. It's a 7-Eleven with Bax and Nagel. And look who has shown up for the third day oh in a row. Apparently with nothing else to do and no comedy shows to promote. Have, yeah. <laughs> have you have you not uh, gotten enough advertising this week? Look, I just show? want to remind everybody next Thursday. <laughs> What's on the menu for next uh, Thursday? I don't know yet. I haven't talked to the show. Last night was a delicious chicken stir fry. Ooh, man, that sounds delicious. Yeah, thank you to all the listeners that came out. It was... Uh, it was another one. It was really, really good front to back. Well, know? listen, I could, uh, I could, I could talk about uh, buffet comedy shows sure. for twenty bucks and chicken be all night long. But... Oh well, it's it's great that you asked. Yes, but but we got other things to do. All right. Now live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open, open Live Friday. Friday. Two nine three one zero two one. That is the number for open line Fridays. Let me establish some rules quickly. No hate speech. No foul language. There are other radio stations in town that much prefer that kind of activity. Not here. Our New Year's resolution was to uh, talk more about the dinner and comedy show for twenty dollars at Long Comedy Club. <laughs> it's so weird that you guys had the same resolution. Yeah, I did this. Totally. Thing. I, it, it, what are the what are the odds? What are the that odds? would happen. <laughs> No odds. Well, nobody's <laughs> even calling right now. And there was somebody calling on the on the line earlier. I don't know what uh, some guy angry at us and uh, oh, about. Uh, Please, I hope he calls back. Coffee cakes. Uh, <laughs> coffee cakes are the, uh, the transgender agendas. I think we got. I think we got somebody. Oh, we got ah, a couple coming through. Here we, here we go. go. Uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Steve. Hello. Hello. This is Steve. How hey. are you? Hi, Good, Steve. Steve. What's this, Steve? What can we do for you? Hey, what's going on with your signal these days? Uh, I've noticed that, like on ninety-one, as I'm going north, I can't hear you at all. Uh, you're it's all breaking up. Is something has something changed recently? Where are you on ninety-one? Right around Holyoke. Oh well, they don't like us up there anyway, so they they, they jam <laughs> the signal. Uh, I don't know. I've I've heard a couple of people say that the uh, there's some uh, things going on in the signal. I'm pretty sure it's being uh, handled by our top-notch men. Yeah, yesterday I was climbing the pole up there. I climbed the antenna. Everything mm-hmm. looks good. Good. So I would check the antenna on your car first, Steve. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's... Just making sure that we're still going to be able to get you guys. Oh, yeah. No, don't you worry. Don't you worry. And that's and that's coming directly from Chief Engineer Marty Caproni. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as he's on it. Oh, right. he's on it. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? 
Uh, this is Tony Fountain. How you doing? Good, Good Tony. Tony. What's up? I'm uh, just calling to 102's uh, Open Live Friday. You are live on the air right now, Tony. That is beautiful that I'm live on the air right now. So I was just calling to let you all know I was trying to call earlier, but I was dialing the wrong number. Uh, there was an accident going over Mountain Road. Anybody who's going that way might be a long wait. All right. All right. Okay. Thank all right. you, Tony. We appreciate uh, the update. Cool. Thanks. All right. Thank you. There we go. See, it's, it's open like yeah, anything, right. really. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? It's the Hawkman, guys. How you doing? Hey. Hawkman. What's up, Hawkman? Hey, I just wanted to wish you guys a happy new year, and I can't wait for when the four of us can go skydiving this new year. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's your that's your bucket list, right? <laughs> you realize how dangerous it, it, it yeah. is to skydive, uh, Hawkman? Oh, you what are you chicken all of a sudden? That stuff will paralyze you. Yeah, you can hear this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that would unparalyze me, you never know. Yeah, I, I don't think that's how it works, Steve. I, I don't I don't think that's uh wasn't that uh, it wasn't Johnny Dangerously where the guy kept getting hit in the head with the stack of newspapers and he was blind and then he could see again? Right. Yes. Kind of like what Hawkman is talking about. You fall to the ground oh. and you're paraple- quadriplegic and then all of a sudden you can walk again. I jumped out of an airplane oh. once. Once. Hold on. Beep, beep, beep. I'm a quadriplegic. Beep, beep, beep. That's yeah. It. Back up. Back up. When did that happen? <laughs> I, I don't know. We could uh, we could talk about that all day long, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think skydiving is probably out. Oh well, I think me back might need to do it, and I don't know. You know what, all Steve? If, if you really want to go skydiving, we'll do that thing I took my kids to, where you go inside the chamber and the fan blows you up in the air. You'd look like one of those wacky fl- inflatable fun guys. <laughs> like on the side of a, like telling you to come in for a business. Hey, be, before we go, think, let's. I don't think those fans are strong enough. To <laughs> you never let's, know. Hawkman, let's start small. Before we go skydiving, how about we just take a regular flight and you see if you can sit in the exit row where they ask you if you can handle the door in the time in a case of an emergency. If you can do that, we can take you skydiving. Oh, wait, I can fly the plane. There we go. Oh, there you go. Perfect. There's nothing you can't do. <laughs> All right, we got to go. Thank you very much for the call, Hawkman. Right. Have a great weekend. Happy New Year, guys. All right, you too. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, Al from Glastonbury, Connecticut. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, man, good, Al. Up? What's up? Not much, man. I just want to say I appreciate you guys, man. You guys have a great morning show. I need like an hour before I got to go to work to sit in my car listening to you guys all day. So. Oh, well, thanks, man. Well, thank you very much. You guys yeah. do. What do you do for work? I just want to say, I work at Goodwill. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. All right. Hey, what what tag is 50% uh, off today, Al? It's blue. Blue tag. Blue, All tag. Right. blue tag. All right. All right, All right Al. Well, you have a, gr- a great right. weekend. Appreciate you listening. I do. You too, brother. Thank All you. All right. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Scott. What's up, Scott? I was just calling to say... Um, I'm one of the guys that works on Steve's chair, the Hawkman's chair. Yeah. And I just want, I just want to give him a shout out and his family because they're they're just a great bunch of people. Can you put a backpack and a parachute and a ripcord on that? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We could probably rig something up. Yeah, there. All right. Yeah. I, I I will say that the chair is a masterful piece of engineering. Yeah, it, it really is. Amazing. 
Yeah, that's that's a lot of money in there. <laughs> yeah. What, what has he got under the hood in that thing? Is it like four fifty four dual barrel uh, dual barrels? That fuel injector? What do you, what has he got in that thing? Oh, he's got a fuel injected 537 Hemi. It's a good, yeah. good, good idea. Yeah. So I was I was thinking it's more like a like a small block of you know Briggs and Stratton with a pull with a with a pull start on it. <laughs> That's yeah. what got him into well, this mess. I'll... Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, thanks for the call. All right. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? It's Dave Coombs from 993 Laser. Uh, oh, well, what's up, Dave Coombs? Down the hall. Hey, I got a joke for you. All right. Oh, boy. What does a man with a one-inch penis have for breakfast? I had a bagel and a coffee. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, I got a buddy who's in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for the call. <laughs> Rock 102. <laughs> good morning, who's this? What does a man with a one-inch penis Hey, good morning. This is uh, Wallace from Connecticut, the plumber. Hey, what's, what's going on? Oh, what are these plumbers? All right, I got a knock-knock joke. All right, go for it. All right, so knock, knock. Who's there? Seymour. Seymour what? Seymour Butts. (laughs) That's a good one. You you plumbers got to really up your game. I don't know, man. That's a that's a good. Yeah, that's a well-rounded joke. I got one for you. I got. It's just this is a plumber one. Uh, Knock, knock. Who's there? Hepatitis. Hepatitis who? Hepatitis A! Hey! <laughs> Thanks for the call. <laughs> Thanks for the call. <laughs> Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Uh, Bill, the video game hunter from Aguam. Hey, Bill, how are you? Good, good. Um, yeah, I just finally found a, a reason to move to Holyoke is that the signal from the morning show won't be up there. <laughs> <laughs> well done. See, everybody's lucky day comes along eventually. <laughs> That's right. There's a silver lining in every, <laughs> every silver city. <laughs> yeah. Well done. It's going to be a happy new year. Yes, it will. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Uh, hello, this is Debbie. How are you? Hey, Debbie. Very good, Debbie. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. So um, I was unable to come to the show when Marty came down to Connecticut a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and I'd love to see you two guys in person. Are you guys ever, are you coming back to Connecticut? Well, you know what? We're, we've been talking about that this week. Uh, there's a, we, we need to go find these venues. If anybody knows of a good venue that we could book out, uh, let us know via email. Steve yeah, at rock102.com. Co- yeah, down there in Connecticut. What's that email again, okay. Steve? Uh, okay. Steve at rock102.com. Okay. Where, whereabouts in Connecticut are you? Um, I'm in Plainville, which is kind of about 15, 20 minutes out of Hartford. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be that far for me to come up to see you um, in Massachusetts, but it would have been so convenient if I could have made it that night. Well, that's what, that's what we're, trying to, we're trying to shoot for, because we know we got a lot of listeners down there that uh, would like to go see a comedy show once and go, no, why no, did no. we I, ever go see these guys? I, I think the two of you should try to accommodate all of her needs. That's, that's what I would think you should do. Well, she has a very pleasant voice. <laughs> she does. She seems like a very... back. Thank you. I, uh, it's absolutely. Listen, I'm just trying to make things convenient for you. Yeah, we could do it right in your living room. <laughs> you got a garage? Oh, that'd be even better. You got a garage? We could set up like, some no, staging outside no. the garage, and it's right beneath the, underneath the, no, the basketball hoop. Hey, hey, guys! Yeah, I yeah, I'll see what I can do. I, I, I don't want to move this call along, but this thing's costing us a dollar ninety nine a minute. So, <laughs> right over the state line. Okay, nice talking to you. Thank <laughs> you. After we get Enfield, those rates go up. Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Is this? Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up? Uh, 
My blood pressure's up. All right. Hey, anyways, uh, I, I got a plumber joke for you. Oh, another okay, one. Okay, all right, a plumber joke. Are you ready? Yeah, we're waiting for you. Absolutely. I was going to be a plumber, but I got all backed up. That was so worth the yeah, wait. Yeah, that was good. That was good. All right, listen, we got the other calls. Oh, I'm sorry. I actually I picked up another one. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, Scott. No, Scott's not here. What can I do for you? Okay, so this is Scott. Oh, okay. hey, hey, Scott. Oh, hey, What's Scott. Hey, if there's three comedians at The View, which one's funnier? Three is this a joke or is this uh, you're just asking your question? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. What's the answer? Who cares? Everybody's picking their face with a twenty dollar plate. Yeah, yeah. 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 the week. I'm right thinking of the four of us. I'm yeah. thinking that guy there right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. One more. Yeah. One Just more. Just for the hell of it. Okay. Rock one hundred and two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. It's Terry from Munson. Hello, Terry. What's up? Hey, are you still taking jokes? Yeah, go ahead, Terry. What's the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea? Oh, one of my favorites. It's a classic. This is one of my favorites. We'll let you finish it. Go ahead. Okay, Nagel's never had a garbanzo bean on his face. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's right. There you go. Thank you so much. Mm Mm-hmm. Have a good day. All right, you too. Well, I'll tell you what. That's a very successful open line Friday. That was the worst tasting hummus I've ever had. (laughs) I I didn't even know R. Kelly's mom lived in Munson. That's incredible. It's not hummus. It's pronounced bummus. Bummus. That's when he get out in Munson. (laughs) (laughs) It's 724 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because uh, he's so good at it. Uh, Marty Caproni is here uh, with us, and uh, you should know that uh, Rock 102 and Aquapump, Aquapump are giving you a chance to hit the slopes this winter. Sign up at rock102.com for your chance to win a pair of lift tickets to uh, uh, any number of area ski resorts. Berkshire East, Wachusett, Bolton Valley, and many more. We'll choose one winner per week. Your chance to hit the slopes brought to you by Aquapump and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. New, new restaurant uh, opened in Holyoke Mall. Oh, I saw that. The Monsoon Bistro. What is that? It's, it's where the uh, old Ruby Tuesdays used to be. South, yeah. Goodbye, oh. Ruby Tuesdays. Hello, Monsoon Bistro. Okay. Uh, Southeast Asian restaurant opened its doors inside the Holyoke Mall yesterday. The soft opening was announced by the Holyoke Mall and is located at the former Ruby Tuesday in the upper level near Macy's. New restaurant is locally owned and offers tra- traditional Chinese Thai dishes such as dim sum, drunken noodles, mango chicken, and red curry fish, and more. How about that? Wow. I like uh, good, like, gourmet Asian food. Like Asian cuisine. Yes. You know? It's, uh, it's different than, like, the fast food uh-huh. Like Chinese food? Yeah. Who's, who's your go-to? For Chinese? Yeah. Uh, Chinese would be the Peacock over here on uh, Allen and Cooley Street. Okay. That place is awesome. And they're redoing the whole place inside. Did you see that? They are, really? Yeah. It looks like a modernized <laughs> uh, restaurant now. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, well, we need to go back. We, we, def- we definitely need to The go last back. time we were there, we were all filled with hope. And we had a buddy. We had yeah, a buddy with, with yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that that place is really good. But but I like I like Japanese stuff too. I would I would say that maybe the best Asian restaurant 
and I'm just I'm saying Asian because yeah. I mean this is this is it's in the it's in the neighborhood, but not specifically Chinese or Japanese. Is Fo Saigon at the X? I think oh, that yeah. place yeah, is I had lunch phenomenal. There, uh, never been week. there. You've never been there? No. Oh my god! I had like so uh, good this like some kind of soup there. You had the pho. Is it pho? Pho. Pho Saigon. Yeah. Was it with was it with pork and beef and all that stuff? And with and then, a, like a lot of like uh, vermicelli noodles and a stuff. A lot of noodles in there. Oh, <sighs> most amazing so soup good. I've ever had in my life. I Kiyomi and Chikami. You got to try that one. You never been to Kiyomi? I don't think no. I have. <sighs> Buddy, really. Kenny Akiomi, this guy, he's got a dialed in. It's right on Grand Street. Yeah. I used or, to like, or Thai Place in South Hadley. Uh, I used to like uh, Ginger Blossom, but that closed. That's closed. That was a good place, too. Where's that? That was right on, right in 16 Acres. Behind right behind uh, Wings Over Springfield. Yeah. Oh, really? In that yeah. little plaza there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the but plaza. I closed a couple of years ago. I think pandemic kind of ruined that uh. for them. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Golden Peacock. Or is it the Golden? It's just Peacock. It's just, it's just the... It's, it's just the peacock. The golden peacock is in Westfield. Right. You know, that really got me. This was going back like maybe four year, four or five years ago. I put in an order for the peacock because I Googled it because mm-hmm. I, I was here. It was right. like six o'clock at night. And I'm like, I'll order some food and I'll bring it home. And I go to the, uh, the peacock and I realize uh, they don't have my order. And then I look at my Google. I ordered from the Westfield golden uh, peacock. Geez. So you had to drive all the way to Westfield? Which is, uh, well, I was going that way anyway, oh, okay. but uh, but it was just uh, the idea that uh, I wanted a specific <laughs> item from this place, and, and they didn't have it. Yeah. Oh. So. We were, there? many years ago, when, when Jenny and I were still dating before we got married, I think we were eating at, uh, at Leone's, and we were, you know, out there, and, and, and she said, you ever tried the golden peacock? I said, is that anything like a blumpkin or a rusty trombone? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 it is. It, it, she didn't think that was funny at all. And I'm surprised she still married you. I know. Yeah, hard to believe. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I bring it to the table in other ways. Yes, but not in that area. <laughs> both, both of which duck sauce really crucial. Yeah, I got it. I don't need. The, I don't need. The, I don't need the duck sauce. You don't take the. Duck I don't sauce? need. I don't use the the duck sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, listen. Well, I'm really <laughs> glad we had this conversation. Oh, you have no idea. We got news next on Rock 102. Here's your 7:33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A Northampton man charged with shooting at his neighbors with an AK-47 style gun and then blaming his dog remains held without the right to bail at Bridgewater State Hospital. Well, who'd have thought? <laughs> What's going on with the dog? Uh, well, the dog told him to do it. He shot through the walls of the uh, yeah. of the duplex and uh, and didn't luckily didn't injure anybody. But he uh, he did tell him that d- the dog told him to do that. Yeah, but so who is the dog at Thomas Joe? Like you can't just let the dog go free after that. No. Well, I mean, you gotta, I mean, if the dog is talking, yeah, I mean, say, it, he's an accessory before the fact. He's, <laughs> Did he cut a deal? He, did, yeah. he, he rolled. Yeah. He rolled over. Yeah, he, he rolled, rolled over. Yeah, for, the other for, for immunity. Twenty nine. I'll, I'll talk all day. Twenty nine year old Joshua Martinelli of Northampton pleaded not guilty on Friday, December eighth, to a total of seventeen charges in Northampton District Court in connection with a shooting where residents inside an apartment on Wright Avenue were shot at through the walls with fourteen rounds. Wow. Martinelli reportedly uh, told police after the shooting that his dog Biggie. Had told him to shoot at the neighbors. Bad dog. The, uh, <laughs> Bad biggie. Biggie, biggie, biggie. Baby, baby. Can't you see? 
The uh, gunfire narrowly missed the uh, four neighbors inside their apartment and no injuries were reported. That was like the miraculous part of that. This guy just started randomly shooting through the walls. One of the residents had like a like a like a tear on their jeans from one of the bullets. Holy cow! Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. On Tuesday, Northampton District Court Judge Janine Simonian ordered Martinelli held for another six months at Bridgewater for further mental evaluation. A court hearing is set for April second to revisit Martinelli's mental competency to stand trial. All right, you know this is this is a frightening story. It's a very very scary yeah. story. But I got to tell you, I can't get my dog to get off the couch. <laughs> Never mind try to give me a convincing <laughs> argument for gunplay. Every time you say I have to tell you, I know it's going to be something ridiculous. <laughs> What's ridiculous about that? Yeah, no, nothing. Dog rolled over on him. Yeah. Not, e- not even for a promise of uh, reduced time, just for Listen, you can't just trust for two the, milk bones. <laughs> you cannot trust these animals. Like, yeah. you just, uh, you can't. Uh, they're man's best friend, but then they'll do... Uh, they're man's oh, best friend until the prosecutors start asking questions. Yeah. Oh, he, he totally did this all on his yeah. own. Yeah. Well, I didn't tell him to do that. <laughs> Do any of your best friends scoot in the carpet? I don't think, none of mine do. I can tell you that right now. Well, I was thinking about... They'll be kicked out of the house. What are you doing to my carpet? I was thinking about that the other day. I arrived home to find that the, tra- the locked up trash was not locked up, and the trash was again strewn throughout the house. Now, it, it, the thing is, it's not like he just knocks the trash can over. No, no, no. He drags it through the house. Yeah. So then it's like, you know, 52-card pickup with the trash. What kind of be- I My best friends don't do that. Nobody do you- comes over my house and <laughs> empties the trash can all no, over. You're, right. brings, you're uh, absolutely right. Listen, I could take a carpet to uh, Superior Carpet Cleaning right there on, uh, on Cottage Street, mm-hmm. loaded with skids, and they're going to say, what happened? Had my best friend over. I had my best friend over. Sometimes, you know, we start drinking and he starts scooting. scooting. (laughs) My my dog's the worst roommate ever. You got a lab, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wants to get into everything. Yeah. He just wants to play ball. He wants to eat trash, and he wants to give you the middle finger and tell you, "Look what I did." Now pet me because I'm cute, you bitch. (laughs) A local community who has helped house 12 bunnies that were found abandoned in the Wilbraham Woods last week, and it all started from a good Samaritan who stopped to rescue the rabbits during her afternoon hike. Uh, Maureen Callahan told Mass Live on Friday the community really pulled together to get the word out, and and the experienced bunny people came forward to support. The Wilbraham resident was walking her dog at Fountain Park when, at around 4 p.m. on Thursday the 28th, she noticed several animals hopping in and out of the base of a crate. As she got closer, Callahan realized it was a box of 12 bunnies that she believed someone had abandoned in the woods. Uh, I put out, I put the word out on the Wilbraham forum page, and people have been very responsive, which is unusual because usually people on the Wilbraham forum are complaining about something that has no relevance to the town whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been uh, reaching out to as many uh, bunny rescues as I can. On Thursday, uh, yesterday, uh, Callahan said all of the bunnies have either been taken by animal shelters or people who responded to her post. One of the people was Samantha Quesnel, uh, another Wilbraham resident. I took in the two females that may be pregnant. And I heard Steve Nagel's got a bunny. (laughs) (laughs) They're also so sweet and docile, and I'm so mad that these babies were left out there like that. What kind of scumbag does that? Listen, these animal shelters are yes, they're 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 overwhelmed. Yeah, but it's a better fate to bring them to an animal shelter than it is put them in a box, leave them outside. Yeah, who do you think you are, Hugh Hefner? Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry for that. But even he was better to his bunnies. But, but Much of... better to his bunnies. But, uh, yeah, I, I, people are just jerks. I Can don't they understand. say bunnies in a news story or are you supposed to say rabbit? 
Or we can say spl- buddies. Or am I splitting hairs? Here we go. <laughs> stay, stay. I'll be here all week. Uh, I have another animal story. Sure. Two animal stories in the same newscast? What is this? Three. Amateur hour? This is three. Maybe we just think about getting We had the dog. Host. Yeah, the do- I didn't hear that. This is the third story in a row. Dog with a gun. Yeah. Now Randy's in a box. And now, uh, and now, uh, we'll- and now what do we got? Well, the dog didn't have, he didn't go to the range. No, but he was, he clearly was gaslighting this guy up. He didn't have to go to the range. He was a natural. He was a hunting dog. He's like, oh, man, I think, I, I, I think, I think these people are poisoning you. Why don't you just take your gun and shoot them? Go ahead. Right through the walls. Go ahead. Do it. I dare you. I double dog dare you. I double dog dare you. I triple dog dare you. <laughs> this is, uh, this is about canines uh, from the, from the police departments on Mr. Warner's last day of work. He helped apprehend an armed suspect who had just shot at police officers and barricaded himself inside a home. His retirement came two hours later. It wasn't as carefree as everyone had hoped. Two weeks later, the police dog who served at the department for eight years fell ill with a large mass on his hip. Oh. That led to a series of veterinary visits while the mass uh, continued to grow, hurting the dog and requiring a series of surgeries, according to Eric Blair, the canine officer for Mr. Warner. Uh, we were draining our savings, Blair said. Treatments cost more than $10,000. Blair and his wife, Carmela, started a GoFundMe account that helped pay the bills. Charities that focus on animal care also helped to step up. It's a mix, This article goes on to say it's a mixed bag. Who gets to take care of the vet bills after the dog then retires? Well, this and, shouldn't have this been included in this contract yeah. with the well, union? I, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't continue to pay for the care. Because... You got to remember that dog becomes it, like the, the partner of right. whoever the officer is, and it, and it be, and and you know as crazy it may, as it may sound to some people, there's a bond between that dog and that officer. Sure, but but more importantly, listen, like if somebody and I agree with this law, but if somebody like hurts a dog, like when they're trying to apprehend him. They get charged like they assaulted an officer or killed an officer. Sure. Same thing, right? So if you're going to use that logic, wouldn't you use the logic that if that officer was retiring and was sick, wouldn't the force have to take care of them? Like, wouldn't the officer have benefits? Right? I, I'm sure there are you know benefits for every retired officer. Right. So know? why wouldn't why would why should that dog right. not have the same? thing if you're going to view that, it as an officer that's why i'm telling you the dog needs to talk to his union rep to make right. sure those kinds of uh, provisions are in the next uh collective bargaining agreement sometimes you have to have rough conversations <laughs> all right hey, hey. <laughs> try the veal twenty dollars we'll see you in events well the good news is on uh yesterday state representative carlos gonzalez uh, the chairman of the joint committee on public safety and homeland security and state representative steven ziaros of barnstable Joined with Springfield Police and Mayor Dom Dom to uh, promote a bill legislators are drafting that it would ensure health costs of police dogs that are funded after they retire. Here we go. See go. that? Good. Yeah. Dakota's Good bill was named for a canine that responded to the 2013 Boston Marathon bombings and suffered PTSD so severe it was recommended that the dog be euthanized. Oh. An animal rehabilitator stepped in to care for the dog, which is now featured in a movie that promotes the law. So Yeah. You know, Good. Oh. The bad part is the dog has to do all the paperwork. <laughs> See, that's the part. Yeah, and I, you know, I know my dog's never been good at paperwork. <laughs> that that'll make you stop and think, give you pause. Sorry, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. Man, look at this guy uh, coming out oh, with a oh, wing, uh, sing, 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 oh, bow, 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 bow
That's quite a tale. For 10 years, the Westfield Historical Commission has hosted the historic ghost tours in the old burying ground. But not last fall, as commissioners opted to plan a January event instead. And not this month, as the plan recently changed again. Originally, it was supposed to be a murder mystery, but sadly, the woman who writes the murder mysteries for the Women's Club, who had volunteered to do for us, suddenly died about three weeks ago. Commissioner Chair Cindy Gaylord said in December, referring to playwright Marion Dunk with the Westfield Theater Guild. Gaylord went on to say, we just feel it's too soon to do something together without her this year. However, there will be a murder. One of the ghosts will have been murdered and will be presenting some of the story of the murder for people to try to figure out who murdered that person. Did you say murder? Murder? <laughs> instead of a tour through the graveyard with reenactors portraying the notable people buried there, and instead of an interactive murder mystery production with the audience as detective, attendees of the February 2nd and 3rd performances at First Congregational Church will meet ghosts of people from Westfield's history spanning the late 1600s to the 1950s. People, yeah, people will come in and sit in the corner of the church, and they're in the center of the church. Then the lights will go down, and at one time, a spotlight illuminated ghost who's up on the balcony of the choir lift aloft, and the reenactor will tell his or her historical figure story. Wow, fun! Wow, that's that's a big time thing going on. There. That is uh, quite the story. Well, hey, you know what? I like to end. With some wang pow yeah, stories, you did it today. Ghosts, you just picked that because you love saying "good, good, good." Ghosts, I do love saying "good, good, good, good." And then you would have gotten away too if it weren't for those meddling kids yeah, and their that, dogs. That's Mike McCabe at the end. And I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't <laughs> these trucks wouldn't have been going through my town. <laughs> By the way, I was driving through uh, Westfield yesterday through uh, Route Two Hundred Two through the Hampton Ponds area. Yeah. Because they have this detour now. I don't know if you heard about this detour. I heard about the detour a little bit. But and I, uh, Mike McCabe over in Westfield is PO'd about that. That's the mayor, the, the sheriff mayor, who's like, not in my town. General Patton, I like to call him. Yes. Any <laughs> one of you sons of bitches ever stick your hand in a truck engine and pull out the guts? Not in my town! <laughs> but there's signs all up and down Route 202, like going towards 70s. Yeah. And it's like, get rid of the trucks. No more trucks. And I'm like, it's a state highway. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you, you have to reroute traffic, and it's only temporary. Here's the weird part, too. Like, all the pl- like if you get rid of the trucks, all those places that you like to go, like the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not going to have a lot of stuff on the shelf. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Trucking is, uh, is the backbone of this country. Yeah. It's how we get de- goods delivered. That's right. If you're out there in a big wig, give us a little ha ha. Let's do a ha ha right now. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 32. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 33, then the snow could possibly start anywhere from 1 to 9,000 inches, depending on who you're listening to. <laughs> it's 18 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hey, this 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 752, and uh, Neil Young with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 32. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 33. And then uh, Snowmageddon 2024 rears its ugly head from one inch to uh, 364 inches. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, Rock 102 is bringing you New England Patriot football all season long, but this weekend is the end of it. Sunday, January 7th, the Patriots wrap up their regular season against the Jets. As it turns out, the Jets will be wrapping up their regular season, too. The live pregame begins at 10 a.m. with the kickoff schedule for one. You'll hear all the action with Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots will play here for one more week on Rock 102. Uh, this coming Sunday is notable, um, not just because the Patriots are playing. Because of the snow? No, uh, and not just uh, as the absolute deadline for taking down your Christmas tree. Have you taken down your Christmas what? tree? What? What? There's a deadline for taking down your Christmas tree? Now? Well, it's kind of uh, past the expiration date. Once the epiphany happens, you can take that 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 tree down on the 6th. Uh, Jenny and I were actually discussing leaving the tree up year-round. Right. Yeah. It makes us happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful tree. It's a beautiful, yeah, well, fakest tree you've ever seen. Well, according to Tinder, the first Sunday in January is Dating Sunday, the busiest day of the year for online dating. On Dating Sunday, they see an extraordinary surge in people updating bios, uploading photos, sending messages, and responding to them. In fact, Tinder said that uh, people respond to messages 19.4 minutes faster on mm. Dating Sunday than any other Sunday of the year. Well, weren't you just saying that you needed to <laughs> upload some uh, brand new, fresh, uh, your fresh D pics for your uh, for your profile? <laughs> well, yes, because uh, once you lose that amount of weight, you grow by like a half an inch. Y- yeah, yeah, and, and you you know yes. why why hold on to that mystery all by yourself? I, <laughs> they used to say that for every ten pounds, you, twenty pounds. For every twenty pounds, yeah. you gain an inch. Yeah, and I used to say. Uh, my new weight loss goal originally was fifty pounds, but I've revised it to three hundred and twenty pounds. I've, uh, I've, <laughs> I now have a full one and a half inches. Now. Wow. That's great! Wow. wow. Uh, they didn't say why, but it's probably a mix. Fresh starts of the new year, New Year's resolutions, and the start of a more available period after months of the holidays, gatherings, and being around other couples. By the way, this isn't just Tinder. A few years back, someone from Match called Dating Sunday the Super Bowl of dating apps. Ugh. It sounds like so stupid. It sounds like one of those stories that's not a story that they they try to make up a holiday to try to push their crap with like free these dating publicity. apps said here. Put out of the story. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, well, this Sunday is yeah. the. Uh, Aren't a lot of these dating apps all owned by the same company? That's what I guess. You know, they just you know divide it up in, right. into different uh, genres or subgroups or whatever it is. Hey, business is slow. It's January. It's cold. Everyone's in their house. What are we gonna do? All right, we're gonna make a holiday. It's dating Sunday. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, right. So I, I totally, press I totally believe something like that has actually occurred. A hundred percent. I'm a, I'm on a dating app there for women to find sperm donors. It's called Batch.com. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, good gravy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anywho. Anyhow. Moving along. Moving along. <laughs> it's seven fifty-six on Rock One Hundred Two. No shovel if you need it, or get some power equipment. You never know. Winter Storm headquarters before and after the storms. Is it Rocky's Ace Hardware? I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Marty Caproni is here again. Third day in a row. I don't, I don't know what the hell that's really all about, but uh, it's good to have you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I feel I feel like one of those like uh, 
cats in your neighborhood that uh, it's not your cat, but you leave a little food out for, and then it just keeps coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wonder, isn't there a proper owner for this cat? Like, why do we feed this thing in the first place? <laughs> why, why am I the one on the hook to be responsible for this cat? Cat won't leave. That's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be sunny today, high of 35. Tonight, uh, a few clouds, low of 21. Uh, tomorrow, cloudy, high of 36. Sunday's when uh, the, the, uh, the storm is about to start. And depending on who you want to believe, the Weather Channel told me this morning one to three inches. Yeah, and, and then other people are like, it's going to be six to 12. It's, gonna, it's not going to be. We haven't had six to 12 inches in I don't know how long, right? Well, I mean, there's always the possibility that, you know, maybe things change and we do get, like, uh, we do get hammered. But, you know, there's so much inconsistency in all of these forecasts that you have to wonder, well, does anyone really have any insight into what is true and what is just garbage because frankly everyone's all over the place on this one i should realize that i should be responsible because uh i'm in a public place on a public platform and i should uh qualify this by saying i am no way have any meteorological 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 experience yes or qualifications but I'm an Occam's razor guy. What's the most plausible explanations? Is it that we're definitely getting a storm? Or is it that we haven't had one? So our friends at the uh, Weather Channels and the news medias, mm-hmm. they need to trump up something to get people to get all excited to yeah. buy stuff and do all that. Now, there are uh, outlying areas that are going to get hit. But, you know, that's not yeah. me no. living in there. So I'm more concerned about what is going to be in front of me. And right. I can tell you this. What's going to be in front of me is a is a driveway with not enough snow to pull the snow blower out. That's the worst decision. Do you yeah. shovel or do you blow? You know, I have blown snow uh, like at two inches. Really? Because I'm just too lazy to. That's, to I was say, that's the epitome of lazy. It's right it, you know the only I only bring it out because you know when the plows come, yeah, they just push everything into the into the bottom of your driveway. You know, there's there's no technology where that. That's un- unavoidable. And then if the plow driver doesn't like the way you look for some reason, mm-hmm. they'll do the extra sweep just after you do it, just on purpose, just no, to I know. exercise that power. You know, I do wonder how much of that is uh, just intentional, deep set, sublime aggression. You know, just I'll teach these little bastards. Listen, and I, I will put so much snow at the end of your driveway. I talked to a plow driver before, and he told me that there are times that he does that because it's fun. He was like, you were out. I'm doing 12 hours uh, plowing. Yeah. And sometimes I need to have a little fun for myself. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, sometimes. There was uh, there was one year um, we had uh, a bunch of snow, and uh, I was living at Forest Park. Yeah. Okay, right on, uh, on Dickinson Street. And I had, okay. a, had a driveway, and uh, I didn't have a snowblower. At the time. So you're shoveling by default. I'm shoveling. And uh, I, I I started at the garage and then worked my way towards the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I probably had like, you know, four, maybe five more feet to go before I was going to be done. Well, I think there were some people that knew where I lived and uh, thought it would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, what a great, what a great practical joke. To dump another nine feet of snow at the bottom uh. of my driveway. Now, uh, you know, I... I I'm sure the guy was laughing because you know, here I am 100%. clearly so close to finishing. 100%. And here's the guy that just gave me about two and a half more hours worth of work. Yeah. 
And then, you know, he tells his buddies, we went by Bax's house and I plowed him in. Yeah, <laughs> the guy with the radio. He's never going to get out. So, uh, and that's and that's how it works. That's how yeah. I think that that's a fully intentional act of aggression. Yeah. I, I My feeling with this storm, everyone's freaking out about it, is that it's going to be nothing. That's my feeling. Are you old enough to remember the big one? It's 1978, the Yes, I do. You, you're old enough to remember that? I was four and a half years old, something like that. And I remember that uh, the snow was so high, my father had to shovel his way to the shed to get the snowblower. Yeah. And then he did the coolest thing for us. He snowblowed in like all these paths around the yard. Mm-hmm. And I remember my brother and I running in the paths, and you couldn't even see us because it was, it was taller than us. Yeah, so we we had a real long driveway. Yeah. And we always had uh, our next door neighbor plow our driveway. We had a great next door neighbor. The guy would do everything for us. He was just a a super duper dude. Super, super guy. But uh, he got stuck like maybe a thousand yards away from our house. Just trying to get through. Just trying to get through with his big giant truck and the plow. He couldn't, he actually had to stay at a neighbor's house for two days because there was no way to get to his house a thousand yards away from this house to his own house you know it, how cr- it, it, crazy it, that is it's it, no one can believe that today right. but it absolutely happened he was stuck at these he was stuck at the silverman's house for a couple of days <laughs> the silverman's were uh, not easy people to stay with to yeah, be quite yeah, honest yeah, with yeah. you <laughs> I think like you know, for me like you know, like four minute blocks are about as much as I could take of the Silvermans, and uh, it was mostly Mrs. Silverman. <laughs> Mr. Silverman was a very nice man, but Mrs. Silverman was just uh, it was just way too much. And uh, my neighbor Paul was able to endure at least a day and a half, maybe two days with the Silvermans. I mean, you want that, to talk about a guy who suffered as a result of the big one in 1978? That uh, that poor guy, <laughs> poor bastard. You know, you know. Uh, we don't have the storms like that anymore, really, you know. Uh, but other parts of the country, when I travel, like Rochester. Oh, yeah. And I remember in Rochester, just a few years back, this right before the pandemic, we were doing morning radio. I got in on a Thursday. We were doing Friday morning radio. Mm-hmm. Thursday was fine. It was just starting to flurry. It was like, okay. Woke up 5 in the morning or whatever to go do uh it was a brother we show and all that stuff oh, yeah. in, in uh in rochester and uh there was four feet and it was still snowing it was coming down like a foot an hour it was like the craziest and i was i was like mind blown about this <laughs> and the guy who's awesome the guy mark who owns the comedy club yeah you know he picks us up at the holiday inn and this giant truck with the big plow on it but this guy and he's like, yeah, no, no, we're, we're still on. We're doing radio. We're doing TV this morning. We're doing it. I said, how are, is anyone even going to come to the shows? He's like, this is nothing. <laughs> I go, four feet of snow is nothing? Yeah. Are, you, are you mental? He's like, dude, everyone here is used to it. We don't get panicked until it's like five, six feet. Well, because like, I got all that lake effect snow. That's you, what it all, is. All those uh, cities and towns by the Great Lakes get hammered. Right. But it just goes to show you what you're conditioned to because in our youth, a snowstorm meant a foot and a half of snow. Then you you had a snowstorm. Yeah, six inches of snow. You were like, "Are we even gonna? Are we gonna have to go to school? Are we gonna get like two hour delay? Are we gonna?" Now they're like, "It might snow tomorrow. What? School's canceled. Everything's canceled. We're moving everything around. Oh my god! Ba ba ba! Make sure you go to the store. Get your bread, milk. 
you know, yeah. I, uh, my dad used to be a, a, a school social worker in Rhode Island. And okay, uh, yeah. so he worked in the, uh, the, the, the Warren Bristol School Department. Oh, okay. in, in Rhode Island, so and he had to he had to drive from out of like all the way past Providence. Yeah, so like from down, when, yeah. we were ki- when yeah. I was a kid, you know, so like from Rehoboth to to Warren, yeah. not a terrible drive. It's it's, it's you know good thirty five minutes, whatever yeah. it is. Anyway, uh, yeah, the the Dighton Rehoboth school system was always one of the very first ones to cancel, and they never canceled in Warren Bristol. So uh, I would get the day off, and your dad would, and my dad would have to go swearing. in, and I would laugh and laugh uh, and laugh right in his face, and, and now, then he would hand me a shovel, and he would laugh and laugh <laughs> and laugh right in my smug little face. And so, now, look at you now, now. Yeah, now I, I <laughs> now you have to come hell or high water. Yeah, and now I just say, well, then to hell with it. I'm just going to let it melt in the driveway and. <laughs> drive through it with my truck you nailed it last year the the one storm that we had last year yeah you were on vacation and i was filling in for you it was like the first time i filled in <laughs> oh, yeah, right yeah and i i called nagel at like four in the morning and i'm like hey man are we doing this he's like yeah we, we have to i go we have to and he's like oh yeah he's like we're essential i was like essential for what he's like no because people turn to the radio to find out what's canceled, what's not, what the weather conditions, the traffic, right. blah, blah. We're driving here. I mean, I, it was the, it, this drive could take me like 12 to 14 minutes if I'm really moving and there's no traffic and no sure. school stuff and everything else. It took me like an hour and 10 minutes or something to get Oh, easily. It. Yeah. At least. Well, it see, took the, Nagel the, even longer. Yeah. But, you know, the thing that, that people have to understand is, you know, we have to be the ones yeah. to drive through horrific weather issues to tell everybody Not it's to too drive. dangerous to drive that's, stay home that's what i was gonna say we're sitting here like two jerks you know we just we sliding off the road and we're sitting here like two jerks be like whatever you got to do it can wait do not drive right. but you know the the role has changed a little bit because you know you know many years ago you know before there was the internet or robocalls or yeah. anything like that the only way to learn about a school cancellation was, was on the radio or television yep. but now every school system gets that that robo call from the superintendent of school saying school's closed or we'll have a two hour delay. Everyone gets the, everyone gets the message. They don't have to listen to us, we but used, we, but it doesn't mean I can't not be here. Cause someone's got to touch the buttons and the knobs and, and, and do and, all the stuff and do the, you know, the, the, you tell everybody that they can get all their uh, snow removing equipment at Rocky's ACE hardware. Everyone needs to hear that. And once, uh, once John Quill, uh, left us, uh, that was it. Uh, you guys, you guys became the de facto choice to find out what was open or not open. How sad is that? <laughs> I used to that love we, that we became your number yeah. one source of information. I used to love watching John Quill to find out if school got canceled. You know what I mean? He was so he just, he'd be on TV. Towards his later years, it'd be fun because he would forget and he would wear like a green suit or a green tie. <laughs> And he'd be in front of that green screen, and oh, the, yeah. the storm would be right on his suit. And he'd be like, "This is high pressure. Oh, look at this! The high pressure's yeah. right over Where's here." His head, on my, would, his on head my would be shoulder. floating over the Holyoke yeah, Range. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's eight twenty-one with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock One. Rock One Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's eight twenty-eight, and Joe Walsh with Bax and Nagel on uh, on Rock One Two. You see this uh, story out in Nevada happened the other day. Uh, this guy is uh is in court in, the, in nevada in, in nevada he's in he's in court and uh he's 
he's waiting to see whether his uh, his uh, his bail is going to be uh, revoked or not. And uh, the judge, after listening to his statement where he says, "Your Honor, I'm no longer on drugs. I've uh, really turned uh, my life around. I'm 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 really feeling like uh, you know I'm on the, the right path to a straight law-abiding uh, lifestyle." And she says, "Well, you know that's all very well and good, but you've been here a million times. I'm going to uh, I'm going to deny bail." And the moment he does that, he responds by flying over the bench to attack this female judge. I saw this now. That it's the craziest damn video I've seen in years. I mean, this guy. For one, you have to you have to applaud the guy's athleticism. Because I was gotta he, say, and this was like uh, Jimmy, you know, super fly snooker, right? You know, you're flying from the the turnbuckles. That I looked at that and I was like, literally, my first thought was like. This guy could have been on in the Olympics as like you know what I mean like a high jumper. He was doing the Fosbury flop he, over the over the, the bar. That that desk was like six feet tall. That guy cleared it by easily a foot. Easy like Superman, perfectly landed uh, on the judge. Uh, my favorite part of that whole video is the uh, the clerk, the guy who's just sitting there typing away. Yeah. He's the one like, I guess I got to do this now. So he's like jumps in. Now he's fighting this guy and everything else. And then the, the, the dang court guards are all sitting there like, oh, my God, this just happened. They, they, they were like 30 seconds late to react because, you know, they're they're like they don't see that kind of action that often. You clearly I don't think anyone thought that guy could have done it. Listen, I, I know some uh, some court officers here in Springfield yeah, that would have knocked too. that guy down before he even got before he even lifted. That's what any I was going to say. Yeah. Like, uh like some of my buddies that uh my buddy Danny Lonzak, he's a he's a he's a court guard in uh in Chicopee. I he's an athletic dude. He's also he's like the nicest guy you'll ever oh, meet. Oh yeah. But he's also a guy I would never I would never want to cross. Well, there's, there's I mean? another uh, there was another court officer, Gabe Makwa. Used to yeah. play for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, Big that, giant dude and he's uh, I, I would I would not be flying towards a judge if Gabe Makwa was no. the, was the guy who, who who could potentially stop me in my tracks. Yeah, I was like uh, sweetest yeah. guy ever, but I would not uh, I would not be fooling around with him. I was like, let's put it this way: if they had like a a league, like a wrestling league or a Ultimate Fighting League of just court guards, <laughs> from what I know, Massachusetts court guards would be on the top of the uh, top of that. Yeah, I uh, think. And uh, clearly Nevada be real down by the bottom. Oh, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but their clerks can fight. Listen, they're the guy. The guy uh, transcribing that guy. Yeah. that guy could fight. Now here's the pr- now here's the real problem. <sighs> it's hard to argue for your bail once <laughs> you've beaten a judge at the bench. <laughs> you know that lawyer's like. Oh God! Ugh. Yeah, you know, the the appeal process tends to slow down dramatically after you've taken a few swings at the judge. Do you know I? So I saw that it was on Instagram, and depending on what account posts, you can see things. Like when that account gets posted on something that's like a Law and Order type account, everyone's like, you know, throw them away, lock them up forever, never see them again. <laughs> and then you look at uh, the other the other side, and like they these people are like. Well, what do you think should have happened? She smiled while reducing that man's freedom. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that literally, like, are we that crazy yeah, as a country now? We, we might be. It's 832. We got new. It's uh, going to be sunny with a high at 32 tomorrow. 
Uh, clouds in the morning and then uh, snow starting in, in Enfield. It's 852 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Rock 102. Real quick, uh, make sure you check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is uh, Angela Moore from the band Fishbone, also his new uh, band, a Brand New Step. Got great new music out. This is a guy that's uh, collaborated with the likes of Rick James and George Clinton and Jane's Addiction and Gwen Stefani and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. One of the greatest front men I've ever seen, ever. And you'll be able to check out that, uh, that interview starting on Monday at midnight on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. And he does the entire interview uh, on Zoom, walking through the Punk Rock Museum in Las Vegas, oh, which, of course, cool. I could kick myself for not putting it <laughs> on video, but it was absolutely hilarious. And so it's a really good interview. So is that the guy, is Fishbone the guy, was he the bassist guy with the weird bass guitar? that had? No, like the- he was uh, the lead singer who would also play uh, saxophone, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's okay. Norwood Fisher, that, uh, the bass player. That's what I'm thinking of, though? I'm thinking yeah. of that guy, right? Tremendously great band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I remember them. Uh, that's weird that I remember that. Yeah. Uh, the punk, the punk, I see, that's right, I forget you're a punk guy. Are you a pop punk guy, though? Do you like Sure, it? yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty diverse. I got a band for you to check out. Which one? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play something for you after. Okay. Uh, off air, and you tell me what you think of it. I like... Because I'm kind of a loser, but I like uh, like pop punk. You know what I mean? Like sweet, like Blink-182, that kind of, you know, that sure. genre of music? Yeah. Uh, if it's done well. There's so much bad of it. But I had this kid uh, that he used to be, he used to do comedy, but now he's in a band. And they're pretty, it's called Donaher. D- Donaher. Yeah, D-O-N-A-H-E-R. And the band. They're from lo- locally? They they're New Hampshire based. Okay, but th- their album, I mean, it is. I can't stop listening to it. That's how good it is. It's really re- its production is perfect. <laughs> the songs are well crafted. Yeah, it is un. It, for that genre of music, it's great. Well, I'll make a recommendation to you. It's actually right. a band that's been around for a number of years. Okay, a band called the Descendants. Now, the, 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 I, yeah, the Descendants. I, are- they're, they're uh, an amazing band. Their lead singer is a uh, is actually a molecular biologist and sometimes is in the band, sometimes huh. he goes out of the band. But they sing about uh, songs about like fishing and coffee and That's skateboarding. Great. And they're all in their you know, 50s and 60s. But they're, it's, they are really the first punk pop band that precedes all of those other like emo bands and all that other. The Descendants were, were really great. There's, you know, Still for every, are, for that matter. Everyone always makes fun of pop music because or punk music because they're like, oh, it's three chords, you know what I mean? Do, 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 do. Three bar chords on a guitar or whatever. But there's also a very smart molecular biologist with a PhD. Uh, I think it's Dexter from uh, Offspring. Yes, he is. He's He's got a PhD. He's like a professor or something like that. Greg Graffin from Bad, uh, Bad Religion has also got a PhD in mathematics. See, this is fun. This is a fun genre. Yeah. Also... Uh, not to be outdone, the guy from Minute Work has a PhD in uh, astrophysics. How about that? Isn't that something? We should just do this for the rest of the show. <laughs> well, everyone listens. We're just going through the educations of different musicians. And then we're like, and now some more Tom Petty. <laughs> Who in 1979 cured cancer, but then lost the cure about six months later. Doctor- rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 912 and the Stone Temple Pilots on Rock 102. Rock 102 and Feel Good Shop Local want to help you start the new year off right with a shopping spree or 50 local businesses on that site. You can shop right from the comfort of your own home and never have to leave. 
Just go to rock102.com for your chance to win a $100 gift certificate to Feel Good Shop Local. The winner gets chosen on January 16th. Uh, congratulations to last month's winner, uh, Diane Waterhouse Barbarisi of Feeding, uh, Feeding Hills. Nice way to go. Your yep. chance to win with feelgoodshoplocal.com and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Oh, there well, you that's go. Great. Uh, Marty Caproni is here. Uh, you know, uh, let's, do you have anything uh, going on this weekend that you <laughs> yeah, need to promote? But I, it's nothing that uh, anyone within reach of the radio is going to care about. I just tell everyone, because yeah, people sometimes send me nice messages. I will tell you this, Bex. Uh, I, you, were you here or not here? I, you weren't here last week when uh, you were on vacation. Yeah. And I was talking about how I'm on air, and I was like... <laughs> You know, you think after being on here all the time, people know how much I love animals. One of these zoos would let me come in and play with the animals or something, you know? Yeah. And, That'd be fun. Yeah. And uh, Stan from the Lupa Zoo reached out to me. I've got to call him today, actually. Um, and he said, we could probably arrange for you to come in and play with some of the animals. So I talked to Nagel. He said he would probably come with me and we'd record it for like the uh, station for like the TikTok sure. and the yeah. Facebook and all that stuff. How so, fun would that be? Marty I, plays with the yeah. animals. Do you want to come with us? Yes, I want to come with you. All right. Well, I'm going to try to set it up for next week. I'm going to try after the show or something. Maybe How we'll... fun would that be? I mean, if you get you know, you getting mauled by wild uh, beasts, that, that would be hilarious. Like you guys would be like, all right, we're going to pet the monkeys or whatever. I'm going to be like, can I go in the, pa- the, the cage with the panther? Yeah. Can we have lunch first? That way, when we're at the emergency room, <laughs> I don't feel starving, sure, like I'm waiting fine. for you to be that's, seen that's, that's by in triage. Fine. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, they were the first ones in. I thought maybe the Forest Park Zoo, but don't no, they? They were the first ones in, so uh, I'm hoping that I'm going to do that in the next week or so. Oh, that'd be great. I'm excited. How's your insurance? Are you covered? Because, uh, uh, yeah, you, know, you know, wild animals sometimes decent. don't really like when a, uh, human beings are messing with them. Yeah. I, I'll say it publicly right now. If they let me uh, go in the cage with a bear and pet the bear yeah. or with the panther or whatever and I get hurt, I will not sue them. Will you sign release forms, uh, you know, I will. For that? You know, I'm not a lawyer, but I believe release forms are exculpatory in nature and not enforceable in a court of law. But I will. <laughs> I will give them my word that okay. I won't. If they let me uh, do, you know, if there was something negligent, like we walk in the park and the bear's running around and it takes my head off, well, then, you know, yeah. fine. Or you walk in there with like pork chops around your neck. You but know, if that's... they're like, hey, man, you can go in there with the, the panther, it might bite you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to risk it. I'm yeah. going to go in there. Or I might just lick you to death. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love, I want to, like, these. there's one monkey there that every time I go, it, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like it knows me. It's like I have a connection to oh, this monkey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Charlotte Nash thought the same thing, too. No, it's not and a chimpanzee. And the monkey ripped yeah. his fa- her poor face right off her body. I'm impressed that you remember her name. Oh, you know, I listened to you. <laughs> <laughs> I not only remember her name, I remember the name of the monkey. What was the monkey's name? Travis the Monkey. Travis, bad, bad monkey. Yeah, it ripped off. It didn't. It ripped off her face. Right? Ripped off her face. Yeah, but that's a chimpanzee. That's a whole different category of monkey. That's really not even a monkey, right? Like a chimpanzee. No, it's a monkey. Monkeys it, are monkeys. Monkey. It's a monkey. I. You know, if someone out there has a baby chimpanzee or something, I'd, I'd, I'd come over your house and hang out with the chimpanzee. Oh yeah, no, they're adorable when they're wearing like little pants and stuff. No, but uh, honestly, uh, yeah, they're dangerous, wild animals. So, someone said like a like a regular just a regular run of the mill chimpanzee has like four or five times the strength of like the strongest human. I don't know if that's true. 
Uh, I don't know. I know that when when, uh, when one is ripping your face off, it's uh, hard to tell whether it's five times the strength or three times the strength. It's- but a human can rip your face off, too. Wasn't there that guy who ate bath salts and ripped his neighbor's face off and yes, ate it? Yes, but, uh, but, but those were real powerful bath salts. I gave him three or four <laughs> times his normal strength. Yeah, okay, that's, that's a good point. See, the problem with the chimpanzees, you can't tell if they're really in shape or not unless they shave, you know? Whether they're monkey scaping, is that yeah, the... Yeah, if, if they monkey scape, they, they go online, to, if they get one of those monk scape, it's the same company as Manscaped, if they get one of those monkey saving razors, you know, well, you know like for well, summer, make, for make, summer, well, to show yeah. off their summer body at the beach. Yeah, yeah, in the wintertime, you can understand yeah. letting it grow, warms yeah. you up, but uh, yeah, you know what a... You don't want to look unruly during, awesome. you know, you know, during you know the swimwear season. It's a it's a monkey scaper. Uh, also good for Italians. Uh, <laughs> I can say that I'm Italian. This is my people. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, no. If if you can make that uh, work, I'd love to go. That'd be fun. Yeah. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Stan. So if he's listening, he knows. I'm gonna call him. I happen to have nine one one on speed dial just in case. Uh, listen, no, I don't even know if that part of love though gets uh, nine. I don't even know if they have cell service up there. <laughs> it's still worth the try. But I want to go. I they uh, they have that place is. Have you been there, Tulupa? Ah, uh, not in a long time. But yeah, I've yeah been they there. had giraffes there. And stuff. Oh, I don't yeah. think the giraffes are there anymore. I think it's just like the giraffe house, which is weird because now you got a really tall house for what? You know, you got to find another tall animal yeah, or how's a how's a How's the uh, NBA league there? The D league. How's the players in there or something? Yeah, well. you need that tall. You got to <laughs> use that tall. Well, um, you can always get another giraffe. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably like a, a draft outlet somewhere. They got a porcupine that I love. And oh my, yeah. And my favorite thing that I'm really looking forward to is getting in there with the otters. The otters. Yeah. You ever see otters? Oh yeah, they're adorable when they they're, when they're playing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. they're also very dangerous animals too. I mean, every animal's dangerous. But it'll it'll rip the meat right off your right off your uh, your body. I'm gonna be honest. If there's a way to go, that's probably. The, I mean, not getting your face eaten by a monkey, but like getting bit by like you know while you're petting an yeah. otter. Well, you know what I like uh, watching nature from afar. And by <laughs> afar, I mean in my home in front of a television. All right. Set. Well, then you guys can film while I go into the cages with the animals. Oh yeah, no, that's exactly what it's gonna be. Yeah, we're not gonna anywhere fine. near an animal. Yeah, we'll get some good content. I'm not officially an employee of Saga Communications, so if I'm hurt, there's no responsibility at all yeah. for Saga. Do you have any medical proxy information this you want to share before great. we do this? No, I should probably update my emergency contacts list. At but, least, uh, yeah. I don't know who you, who's got a power of attorney over your vast <laughs> estate, but uh, I, I think it was my mom, and uh, oh, she's yeah. dead. So <laughs> I, <laughs> it's I not, should... <laughs> it's nine nineteen with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caprodi at Rockwood 02.